Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. I am here solo um, this week without Ben. He'll be back soon. And we are still counting down the days until the Bachelorette premiere. 
Today, we have Blake Hortzman, man of the hour. He is on a new Paramount Plus show. It's All Star Shore. And it is where he's met his lovely girlfriend, who a lot of us know from Love is Blind, Gianna. Blake, yes. everyone wants to know about you and Gianna. Like, you did a hard launch last last week, right? We did. We did. Yes. This time last week, we hard launched officially, which was nice. <laughs> but, but like you guys kind of joked at the fact that everybody knew you were dating. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we kept it as secret as we can, but also we didn't want to sacrifice time together in our relationship to try and keep it secret. So we did the best we could, um, you know, and then obviously when people started finding out, we kind of just played along. Like, you know, we, we, we were like, I got, I'd hide her with my shoe in pictures and like, I do come funny things like that. But it's surprising too. This is an international show. It's you know all over the world. Um, so like a lot of people didn't know we were together. You know, only like fans who already followed us kind of knew. So there's a surprising amount of people who didn't know. So when I heard about you guys both be on the show, and that's how you met. You know, because I've known this for months now, because again, mm-hmm. wasn't so much of a secret. I assumed yeah. that the Shore show or whatever show it was that you guys met on. I think we all assumed that it was because you guys went on the show that you were keeping it mm-hmm. kind of secret. Um, thought it would have to do with love. Thought it had to be a dating show. And it's not. So the short, like um, All-Star Shore is a competition show. Can you explain to everybody who hasn't been able to watch the first two? The, well, I guess it's Wednesday. So three episodes are out now. And a new episode will be continued to be released for the next eight Wednesdays, including today. Yep, that's correct. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Um, yeah, so it was not a love show. Like, and it's funny because both me and, and G, we both said that we'd never do another love show, you know? And I told myself that I was like, you know, you get asked, you know, you get asked here and there to do certain shows. And most of them, you're like, like, you know, whatever, like, you know, it's on some random streaming, you know, only YouTube or something like that. And I'm like, most of the time you're like, no, no, no. But when this kind of got dropped to me or, you know, they reached out, I was kind of like, I still was like, no, 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 no. And then I found out it wasn't a love show. It was a competition show. And then I found out who was behind it. And I found out the budget and you know some other stars um here and there and i was like oh this might be something i'm interested in so um yeah i went on there literally not only not expecting to find anybody but i i was in my head i was like i don't want to find anybody like i don't want to be the guy on television you know who falls in love again like i didn't want that necessarily so um it was a nice surprise though to say the least um and it was this show is very different than anything that's ever been on television uh it's the first ever party competition show that's what they're calling it um so they put reality stars from all over the world um, I mean, some of these people are giant, giant, eight, nine million stars, giant or million followers, giant stars in their countries. Um, you throw us in a house and we compete for money while also obviously, you know, partying and drama and all that fun stuff that comes along with it. So it's it's a very unique show and something that's never been done before. So do we see you and Gianna fall in love on the show or is that kind of something that was under wraps and you saw you develop more after? So you'll you'll see a lot of you know dynamic in our relationship. It's not it's not just you know smooth sailing the entire time. Um, there are you know moments where it's like will they won't they kind of thing, and so you just have to tune in. Um, there are some big moments that happen on camera um, for our relationship, um, and then obviously obviously you know we've we've been dating for a minute now, so a lot of it happens also post show. We've been dating for seven months now, so um, so yeah, it's a lot happens on camera though, and there's still a lot to be to be shown on all star shore with our relationship and just, just in general with the housemates and everything like that. What was the relationship like? Was it a love at first sight thing or a get to know each other for a while thing? There was definitely, I mean, I can't speak for G, uh, but for me, there was definitely some, um, 
obviously attraction. You know, when I first got down there, as much as people think that like, you know, paradise, I'm like this dramatic, like, you know, huge villain. I'm not that person, you know, I'm kind of like this, like quiet, like, you know, reserved kind of guy. And so I got down there and I was like, what in the hell have I gotten myself into? Like these giant personalities. It was absolutely crazy. Um, so G was kind of like a, I don't know, like a calming presence down there for me. And it was like, oh, somebody normal. Like that was kind of the first thing I thought was like, oh, look, somebody normal. Um, so we kind of gravitated towards each other in that sense. And um, obviously, you know, we have a lot in common. I mean, our first com- our co- first conversation on episode two was talking about how, you know, I got dumped while proposing. Um, she got dumped at the altar. Um, you know, we both fell in love and tried to make it work and love it on TV. So we had a lot in common in that sense too, but a lot of cultural differences, which was pretty cool. You know, she's born in Venezuela. She, her first language is Spanish. And so we're very different in a sense, but we have a lot of very similar, um, I don't know, histories, if you will. So it, we kind of, we kind of clicked right away. So tell me about your relationship now. I mean, like you live with Elise. How is she with the fact that you live with a girl? <laughs> yeah. So she was, you know, obviously she was like kind of like side-eyeing that for, for a while. Uh, when I first, I told her on the show, you know, about it. And she was like, that's, that's kind of weird and everything. Um, but her and Elise are super close now. They're like BFFs and, you know, they hang out all the time and they're great. And so it worked, ended up working out. Thank God, you know, Elise is great and she is great. Cause that could have been a nightmare, um, but it's great. And yeah, she, you know, she's, she doesn't live here in Denver yet. Um, and we'll see if that happens or not. You know, I think it will, but right now she's basically living here. Uh, she's here. I mean, I think she's only been home three weeks since the show. So, I mean, she, we basically been together since the show wrapped. Um, so it's going great. It's fantastic. You know, I'm really excited. It's, it's also really fun. I've never had this, you know, whether it be bachelorette or bachelor in paradise, I, I was always, you know, either brokenhearted or, you know, completely destroyed coming off both our shows. So I didn't have anybody to watch the show with. So this has been something cool. You know, it's kind of we're able to like comfort each other and our insecurities and all that while watching the show because there's still a lot of anxiety and stress while being on, you know, putting yourself out there on TV. So this is something I never had before was to be able to watch the show back with somebody. So that's been really cool. So you, you're you not worried week to week, like they're going to show us like this. They're going to show us like that. Or I'm afraid of what I'm going to look like as a character. Right, right. Um, not really. You know, there's obviously still some anxiety and stress just putting yourself out. Like, I know there's some episodes out here where I talk about certain things that I'm, you know, it's going to be hard. I'm going to get stressed and get, you know, hate. But thing is, is like the bullshit that happened. Apparently, like, I can't be nearly as bad as that. So it's like, it's, you know, I, I have this, this like, you know, like you have like a spectrum, right? My spectrum is swayed so far with what happened in paradise. They're like, I know it can't be that bad. So I'm kind of looking at it like, you know, throw your best at me. It's not going to be nearly as bad as paradise. So that's kind of how I look at it. Um, and for her too, you know, she's, she's got, she's got some things, you know, that I think are going to show and she's not going to enjoy a ton. Um, but I've got, she's got me and I've got her. So it's kind of cool to be able to lean on somebody, which I've never had before. That's so, that so really nice. nice. So, I mean, yeah. based on Instagram and what you're saying, I feel like you guys are both so, so happy and feeling really secure in this relationship. Um, when was the last time you felt this with a girlfriend? I mean, maybe, you know, I mean, year, long, long, long time. And I, this is by far the most confident I've ever been in a relationship for sure. Um, so, you know, and even like, you know, these relationships on TV, obviously things do change and, and, you know, I've never, I've never dated publicly. Yeah. So it was like a huge, I was more, honestly, I was more stressed to go public with G than I was for the show to air just because I didn't know what to expect. She's dated in public. I haven't. So I didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, the, the pressures that come with a public relationship. I mean, you, you know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I've never had to deal with. So I was honestly more nervous for that. Um, 
but she's been great, you know, and it's all been great. I can't believe the support, you know, I thought there'd be a little bit of like hate or, you know, whatever, and we haven't gotten any. So it's, it's been, it's been incredible. And thank you to, you know, all the people that watch the show and everything for the support. It's been remarkable and something I didn't expect. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been nice. And like I said, it's, it's the most confident I've ever been in a relationship, which I did not think I'd find love in a shore show. I'll tell you that I did not <laughs> think I'd find love on a shore show, but here I am. So, well, uh, okay. So bachelor in paradise, obviously you had the rep for being like mm -hmm. a little bit of a playboy. Um, and even though like, I do feel like there was so much packed in there that we don't want to revisit again. You definitely have, mm -hmm. let's just say, enjoyed being single since being on The Bachelorette. So mm -hmm. how does it feel going from that life where you're like at events and girls are just fawning all over you to now being in a serious relationship? Yeah, I mean, it is different. Um, I would say, listen, yeah, I mean, being single after The Bachelorette is a lot. I mean, you could ask, tell anybody, any contestant that, you know what I mean? Every... every Male, except for maybe Ben, every male Higgins I've ever, or every male contestant I've ever heard, and female, they have their fun and they go out and they enjoy the spotlight and they enjoy the the attention and it's you know you get opportunities that you never thought you'd have, you meet people you never thought you would, um, and so yeah, I enjoyed that for I mean basically almost three years, you know what I mean, coming up on four, and so um, it was going up on four, so it was like I've done the whole thing, I've done all that, and I was kind of like okay, you know, I'm ready. I had been ready to settle down for a minute, you know, and it's not like people think that like. Oh, you're enjoying being single. That means you can't enjoy being in a relationship, but that's not the case. You can enjoy both. Mm -hmm. Like you can enjoy being single and having your freedom and independence and then enjoy being in a relationship too. Now there was a bit of a change. You know what I mean? I, I hadn't lived with anybody, um, a girlfriend. I mean, I once in like right out of college. So like I hadn't lived with a girl in a long time. So that was, that was a lot. I sharing my closet, sharing the drawers, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's been fantastic. You know, and she comes along with me to most of my events now, my, my, um, DJ sets and things like that. And, the cool thing about G and it's funny because I never watched love is blind. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what she was like on the show. And I know, I think a lot of people think she's like, you know, like, Oh, she says it's loco. Like I think people think she's <laughs> crazy. But like she's one of the most secure women I've ever dated. I mean, she sees, you know, the fawning and the thing, the women that show up at my shows and what they do and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, she's just kind of like, she trusts me. We trust each other. And it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, she's completely secure. And I, I definitely think I need a date with the industry I'm in and, and my DJing and stuff. I think I need to date a very secure yeah. woman. And she's been, that. yeah, she's been that. So yeah. it's really nice. And, she, and the cool thing is, is like, she, she was crazy and you'll see it, you know, as we go on on the show is she is like, into music a lot, just like me. And she like wanted to be a DJ. Like she literally has a, a controller at home. Like she wanted a DJ. So it was kind of that clicked with us. And she was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You like go travel around, do you know, these huge festivals and everything. So she enjoys the travel and, and the festivals just as much as me. So that's really cool. and exciting. Oh, that's great. That's also yeah. totally necessary yeah. for mm -hmm. the lifestyle that you leave with that, with that job. Yeah, exactly. How you touched on this earlier, how like the fandom has been so happy for you. Is it cool that you get like double dose the fans from Love is Blind and the fans from The Bachelor? Yeah, you know, I didn't. So obviously I know that Love is Blind was wildly popular, especially after season one because it was during quarantine. Yeah. It was wildly popular. But I remember I didn't watch it. So I didn't know G when I got down to the beach. Uh, I, you know, I, I actually I didn't know her at all. And our first conversation, they didn't really show too much of it. But we talked about. I was like, oh, you're on Love is Blind. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that show. And I was like, well, that, was, that was pretty big, right? She's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the fandom is pretty crazy. And I was like, really? And I just casually was like, like, and we all talked about this, you know how it is, but I was like, like, 
like, what does your Instagram look like? And she's like, two million. And I was like, oh, so like the fans are crazy. Like one season. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So when, yeah. So when they went anticipating, you know, going public and everything, like I said, I was very nervous. Um, cause I know how loyal, I mean, I know how crazy Bachelor Nation fans can be. So I was like, oh my God, what is love is blind fans? Like, um, but it, it's been, it's been phenomenal and the support has been great. Like I said, and it's really cool to see she has like, like her second biggest following is Sao Paulo, Brazil. That's her second city. Mm. So like seeing, yeah. Because so that's worldwide that, too. Because people are watching it exactly. everywhere on Netflix. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So she's huge in Brazil. And when we went, uh, we went together to Italy and Barcelona, she was like, we'd walk down the street and people in Barcelona would go nuts. So it was a very interesting like thing to see. Now my following has started to reflect that as well. And some of the, my comments are in Spanish, you know, and I have to ask her what it means. And some of my DMs are in Spanish. So it's been really cool and it's opened up. Um, kind of, I don't know, I guess, you know, a new lens for me to see through. And like, it's really cool to see all these things. Like we're, we're donating clothes to Venezuela, you know, and things like that. We're like doing things that I normally wouldn't do, you know? So, um, it's been a, it's been really cool. And all the love is blind fans have been amazing. And Netflix fans have been incredible. So shout out to them too. That's so great. I love to hear that. Yeah. So we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to Blake about the upcoming bachelorette season and how he feels this show that he just filmed was different than his time on The Bachelor franchise. Be right back. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. 
they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Blake, so burning question of mine is now you've been on two reality shows. You've been like a character on two reality shows. This is not like you just made an appearance. How did you feel production was different between the two? Yeah, so great question. I I do get asked this quite a bit. And this is, I've talked about it a little bit here and there, but one of the coolest things, I actually didn't know this when I first signed up for All Star Shore, but competition shows, they are, it's literally against the law to manipulate contestants. Right. Uh, there was a case. Yeah. like Survivor yeah. and, and Amazing Race and all that. 
What do you mean it's against the law? Yeah. Anytime there's a cash prize. Um, There was actually a case in the 70s that went all the way to the Supreme Court of producers favoring a contestant and manipulating so that contestant would win. Um, And so they won. And so now they literally, it's in the contract. And we, we, you know how it is in Bachelor, you sit down that first night after everybody's in juice and you go through rules, blah, 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 all that. There was a contract and it was like, we literally cannot, like, I only had, put it this way, I only had like three ITMs where a producer was interviewing me. Otherwise it was all confessional. Really? Yeah. Like you sit in the confessional by yourself and you just say what's happening. Yep. I say what's happening, say what's on my mind. There's no prompted questions. There's no them steering you into a certain direction. So I literally sat down. I was shocked. You know, for me coming from Bachelor, where you have an ITM three times a day, this was shocking to me. So it was very hard for me at first to get into that because I didn't, I'd never done a confessional before. So you know, there were times I'd come out and they'd be like, we need more, go back in. Like, you can't just say, yeah, to, uh, it's sunny out and the sky's blue. Like, we need more from you. So that took me a little while. Um, and I would narrate a lot. Like, I'd be like, I woke up this morning, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we need like sound bites. You know what I Isn't mean? It so weird talking to yourself. Very, yes, very weird. And just looking at a camera, you know, you just look at a camera and talk to yourself. But in that sense, they cannot steer situations, conversations. So they're not, you know what I'm, I, and I hate the word manipulate because, but like, they're not able to kind of steer the outcome of steer. They, the I certain, like that word. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they're not able to steer outcomes that they want to see. Like the bachelor, bachelorette will steer a fight, you know, steer you into a fight, will steer you into, you know, into proposing to steer you into whatever. So in that sense, it was such a breath of fresh air, such a breath of fresh air compared to bachelor in paradise and bachelorette. So now, did you know this going into it with the contract? You no, I had no idea. What I, I was no going to say, you having your yeah. experience on Bachelor in Paradise and how honestly traumatic it was for you mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. would have been something that encouraged you to do this show. The fact that there was absolutely no puppeteers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puppeteers is a good word for it. No, I didn't know it to that extent. Now I knew this was a competition show. So if one thing, you know, if I if I lose the money because of manipulation, you know, whatever. But it, you know, it's not my heart on the line. You know what I mean? It's not my life on the line. Oh, how so, romantic! Like, he puts his heart above money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that so I was like signed up anyway. But then that day one, when I read that in the in the like con- the second contract we signed and everything, I was like, oh, this is gonna be fantastic. And the, my walls came down instantly. So I was like, oh, this is so great. So that was very refreshing and very something new. And I like I said, I it went all the way to the Supreme Court. Like it literally is against the law. Like you can get sued if you manipulate a competition show. So yeah. Wow, that's so yeah. so interesting. And I think that's something that pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of the people listening to this are not gonna know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See, yeah, I've always found like, okay, so I've been part of reality shows like as a guest, right? Like a little like a friend. I come in as a friend. Right, I was right. on Million Dollar Matchmaker. And my experience on those shows were that it's like soft scripted. It is so, so fake. Might be going overboard, but like pretty freaking fake feeling. Yeah. And then, so when people say, like, on The Bachelor, are you basically just, like, reading a script? Is this all planned out? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is, like, the most authentic reality show when it comes to reality shows. I have, like, in comparison to my other experiences, like, The Bachelor is, you're just living your life. And that's interesting. That's why I want to know, like, for, for you, like, you felt like this was just totally even beyond bachelor level like you just were really really living life without yeah. I, I guess you kind of already answered the question but that's yeah but, really... but another 
Yeah, another to kind of talk about this too. So the weird, crazy part is obviously between Bachelor and Bachelorette and Paradise and like that, that world is these are people, you know, you had never been on a reality TV show until you went on the Bachelor. I had never been on a reality TV show. I went on the Bachelorette. Yeah. So we needed a little bit of steering and a little bit of coaxing. All-star short, we're all professional. Yeah. I was the least professional, all like reality talk. Some of these people, one guy had been on 36 different shows as a character. What? They are professional reality TV people. So to be honest, don't need a lot of coaching. Don't need a lot of steering. They know what they're there for. They're there to make good TV and they're going to do it. So in that sense, we don't, you know, they don't need a script. Like they know what to do. So yeah, like with me and G, this is only, I mean, technically third show, right? And this was G's technically third show. Everybody else had multiple double digits pretty much, except for maybe one, I think. Yeah. So these are like people have been around, like they know what to do on reality TV. Did you find yourself honored to be amongst these all-star reality stars yes like very much so and i remember when i first got the call i was like oh this sounds fun you know it sounds really cool but like why do they want me <laughs> i kind of went through that i had a little bit of a um whatever the syndrome whatever syndrome that is the imposter syndrome you know multiple times went through imposter syndrome like i wonder why they wanted me for this you know and it was like but you know, I think I figured it out and you'll watch as you watch the show. And it wasn't for me to fall in love. I don't think that. Um, and as you watch the show, I think I'll figure out, you'll figure out kind of where, what they had in mind for me and what they, why they wanted a character like me. But yeah, being down there with some legit like legends in the reality TV world. I mean, Angelina is one I've been watching on TV for 15 years. So yeah, it was really, it was really cool. And there were times where I was like, man, life is crazy. Like I'm here with these people who have are like yeah stars in their own sense all stars and i'm you know i just happened you know have i think the only reason i even got like screen time in paradise because of stagecoach otherwise i don't think i would have gotten screen time so oh, i think um, you would have i don't know so yeah it was it was a really cool and i i, I you know I, i'm so thankful for the opportunity shout out to, to paramount plus and on you know everybody involved in that because it was uh it was a really cool experience you mentioned angelina from jersey shore <laughs> and I thought when I heard the title All-Star Shore that it was a spinoff of Jersey Shore, especially since it's on Paramount Plus and the Paramount MTV family. No relation? So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a relation. There are. So the thing is, is I didn't know this either. There are shore shows all over the world. There's Jersey Shore, there's Acapulco Shore, and there's Geordie Shore. So England, uh, Mexico, and then obviously the U.S. So uh i didn't know this um and so half the half of everybody thinks it's like it's a bunch of shore people and then blake and g that's not the case it's half shore half other shows um so seven were shore people from different shores all over the world and then seven were from netflix abc cbs you know all kinds of different networks and shows so um it definitely is a shore show like i'm not gonna sit here and act like it's not a shore show like at night it's a it's a short show. It's crazy. You GTO? GTL? So, yeah, we, we, GTL? GTL? It's not a girl. But like, yes, obviously this was kind of during COVID. So like we were still a little iffy on going to clubs and things like that. But we had a club in the house. Like I, they let me DJ a couple of times. You know <laughs> you what I mean? Like really? Yeah. We had a club in the house. We're talking like smoke machines and lights and like, yeah, craziness. So yes, it's, it's a shore house. At the end of the day, it is a shore house. And the cool thing is like, I remember growing up watching the shore, you know what I mean? Like Thursday nights, me and my yeah. college roommates would sit down and watch the shore. And now I'm part of that family. That's really I'm cool. Part of the shore family. So it's a pretty cool moment. It's really cool. Very, very cool. Did anybody else fall in love along the way? <laughs> uh, you're going to have to tune in. I will say we are not the only relationship. Um, there are some really 
there's some really cool people on there. I want to say, first say this, like, I think America, especially is going to fall in love because we don't really watch too much overseas, you know, reality TV where they do watch a lot of uh-huh. American reality TV. So I think Americans are going to fall in love with some of these characters, with some of these contestants. They are phenomenal people and hilarious. Like we think like people on the bachelor, whatever, you know, are funny. No, no, no. These are another level of funny and just de- I like, don't give a, f- like just have a good time and have fun and don't care what the world thinks. And they're going to be themselves and don't care about Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, they're just going to be themselves and people love that. So I think there's going to be a lot of that. And I think there's gonna be some couples that people fall in love with and are rooting for uh, throughout the series. Um, so tune in. Um, there's still a lot, a lot to be shown and a lot to happen. So, uh, so yeah. Very cool. It's, it's I will uh, yeah. be making sure that my Paramount plus app is activated. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. So this episode of Almost Famous is part of our countdown to The Bachelorette premiere just days away. So after this break, I want to talk to you all about these two bachelorettes. Be right back. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that's so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, 
would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Blake, even though you've had... Under a, a complicated relationship with the Bachelor franchise, <laughs> you still are quite supportive. You talk about them a lot on your podcast. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that this Bachelorette season is going to unfold? So I'm actually, for the first time ever, in my opinion, I am wildly unspoiled. Like, I do not know anything about this. This Now, Paradise, I've heard some things. But Bachelorette, I really haven't heard much. So I'm excited to watch it just because I'm unspoiled completely. Like, I have no idea who the final four is. I don't even know who gets first pressure or nothing. So I'm excited in that sense. And the double Bachelorette thing is obviously intriguing. Uh, I think, you know, it's unique, never been done before. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they're going to just film it in, in general. You know what I mean? Because 
one of the things people always complain about, right, is like, we don't get enough love story. We don't get enough, like too much drama. We want love. Well, now we have two bachelorettes. Well, how are we ever going to see their love stories unfold? So in that, in that sense, it's going to be interesting to see how they just edit it in general. You know what I mean? Are they going to edit? There's probably so much drama, but then how do they edit the drama in and two love stories? You know what I mean? So that's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that. But I'm excited for it. I, I think this might be, you know, obviously, like it's no secret, Bachelor and Bachelor have been struggling and Paradise been struggling for years. Um, so this might be the spark. It only, I honestly truly think that it only takes one season because if you watch one season, then you get invested into the next lead, you get invested into the next. So that, and that's the brilliant uh, brilliance of this show and this genius of it. So this could be the spark that that the Bachelorette and Bachelor need to kind of start turn around, you know, ratings and turn around. Um, engagement with the show. So there's a lot of potential, I think, in the next season. And I'm I I really like both Rachel and Gabby as leads. And I think they're different enough. I think they're just different enough for this to actually work. Because if they were too similar, I think it'd be a nightmare. So I'm excited and I think it's gonna be a great season. You and Gabby, both from Colorado, both mm -hmm. live in Denver. Have mm -hmm. you ever crossed paths? Yeah, yeah. We know each other. She was actually a so a really good friend of mine from college. She was I think roommates. Yeah. She was roommates at the time uh, when we first hang out, we hung out for a couple of weeks and everything, nothing serious. Um, but she's always, I, and I said this multiple times, she is life of the party prankster jokester. She's always been that way since I've known her, which was gosh, I don't even know, seven, eight years ago. So it's been a minute since I, you know, I've, maybe she's changed. I have no idea, but um, she uh, she's going to make a great bachelor. And I think she's going to make great TV. Um, and I said, even from day one, I was like, I think I would not be surprised if she's a bachelorette. So I'm excited to watch her and, um, represent CL baby represents Colorado. There's a lot <laughs> of us in bachelor nation. It's kind of crazy. Actually. There's so much. It's a bachelor hub. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and like <laughs> leads and like big characters. It's kind of crazy to see. Yeah. yeah. Do you worry about Gabby perhaps overshadowing Rachel? She just seems to be the favorite, not just with the numbers reflected on social media, but just the fact that she's funny it seemed like everybody was rooting for her to be the lead. I just feel like it might be detrimental to Rachel's, I don't want to call it her ego, but like it's got to be kind of hard to be in the shadow of Gabby. Uh, see, so see, I actually think the opposite. <laughs> I'm going to really? go out there. Yes, I do. I think, I think Rachel, so everybody, love, listen, we all watch these shows, you know, and like, of course, we do enjoy the drama and we do enjoy all that, but we, I personally, anyway, really do watch this show for the love story. I love the finale and the proposal and the love. I just love it. And I think that's what propels quote unquote stardom, you know, mm -hmm. even if it's like Z list, like stardom for these people. So I think the love story is going to be Rachel. And I think, I don't, I don't know if drama is the right word, but I think a lot more of the the other stuff is going to be Gabby. And so I think Rachel's actually going to get more of a love story. Um, she seems to be a little bit more, you know, hard on the sleeve kind of woman um, where I think Gabby is going to a little more lighthearted. Like I didn't even know Gabby was into Clayton until the very end. I felt like she, they were just friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, that's just the way I felt. And so I actually think Rachel's going to have a, a going to be a bigger star than people think. And I think, I don't think there's any shadow um, that Rachel's going to find herself in. Oh, well, I love that prediction. Yeah. Well, on that note, my final question to you is more about Bachelor Macro. When was the last time an engagement really got you in the heart, got you a little emotional? <laughs> so, God, that's a good question. So I didn't get to watch uh, Michelle season because I was filming. So I didn't get to see any of that. Honestly, I would say it was probably 
um it was probably Tasha and Zach. Yep. I think Tasha and Zach was the last same one that yeah here. that really got me. Yeah, yeah. got me too. It really yeah. And I watched that because I watched that season because it was quarantine, right? So I watched that season like every moment of that season leading up and I was so excited and I lived you know, I know for Tasha nights. Yeah, yeah. So I and I knew Tasha personally, obviously. And yeah, Zach that. seemed, you know, seems yeah. like such a good guy. So I think that was the last one that really I mean, I was I remember tearing up. Like it really got me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That was Same. the last one. That's what I was kind of waiting for you to say. Yeah. I'm just hoping <laughs> to get another proposal like that and then hopefully a relationship that'll last. I was just going to say, now, unfortunately, <laughs> we haven't had one last in a long time. So uh, we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. Well, Blake, thank you so, so much for joining me. You guys can catch him DJing throughout the country. Do you have tour dates out Absolutely. there? Absolutely. Oh, I do. Um, check out my website at BlakeHorseman.com. I got tour dates out there. I got some huge festivals coming up in Canada, um, Nashville, uh, Austin, San Diego, Tampa Bay. I got some big things coming. So he's also the host of the Behind the Rose podcast, which isn't just about Bachelor. And he is now a star with all the reality star, star, stars on the all star shore on Paramount Plus. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.